This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Today we are finishing letter number 23 on the true joy which comes from philosophy. We're just reading verses 9 through to 11. And this is good news because then, uh, once we've finished letter number 124, that means that we only have 100 letters to go until we finish this entire series. So, uh, strap in because there's a long way to go, but uh, it's been absolutely wonderful so far. So, we're going to dive in and read these few verses. This is where Seneca is ending the letter, giving us his quote, which is usually from Epicurus, as it is today. And so, we'll dive in and see what he has in store for us. He says, quote, Now is the time for me to pay my debt. I can give you a saying of your friend Epicurus, and thus clear this letter of its obligation. He says, It is bothersome always to be beginning life. Or another, which will perhaps express the meaning better. They live ill who are always beginning to live. You are right in asking why. The saying certainly stands in need of commentary. It is because the life of such persons is always incomplete. But a man cannot stand prepared for the approach of death if he has just begun to live. We must make it our aim already to have lived long enough. No one deems that he has done so if he is just at the point of planning his life. You need not think that there are few of this kind. Practically everyone is of such a stamp. Some men, indeed, only begin to live when it is time for them to leave off living. And if this seems surprising to you, I shall add that which will surprise you still more. Some men have left off living before they have begun. Farewell. End quote. So, I want to share a few thoughts that I take away from this passage. You know, this is one of my favorite ideas that Seneca talks about, probably because it relates so much to how I feel I've lived a lot of my life. You know, I've certainly found myself on regular occasion uh, saying things that that mean uh, essentially now I'm ready to start living. Things like, uh, you know, now I'm ready to really give this diet a good go or now I'm ready to really throw myself at this project. You know, now that I know better, I'm really ready to start living and doing what I want to do. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's certainly... There's an element of, of, of folly, you might say, in, in this way of thinking. It's a very yo-yo way of existence where you're kind of uh, flowing up and down on your, uh, on your spikes and troughs of, of motivation. Uh, whereas what Seneca is trying to get us to move towards is a more uh, calm, even-keeled way of living, a, a calmer sea. Uh, you know, as we've heard before in his letters, he wants us to sail into safe harbor and he wants us to be satisfied with the goods that come from our soul, right? And he wants us to follow our better instincts toward a life of meaning, toward a life uh, of, of higher aims. And my sense has certainly been that uh, as I have changed my 
aims. And as I have done the important work of philosophy, not necessarily reading more books, but uh, going within, having that internal conversation and working on my inner world, uh, and as I have gained a deeper connection uh, with this vast cosmos of which I am a part of, uh, I have certainly recognized a, a, a greater sense of calm and also a, a sense of belonging that uh, I, I truly believe is a destination that we arrive at uh, when we have done that all-important work of philosophy. Not that it is ever necessarily done, uh, but you reach a point where you may have bad days or you may have good days. You have, may have days of high motivation, days of low motivation, but ultimately you always recognize that being complete, you know, belonging to this cosmos, uh, you know, understanding who you are, understanding yourself, right? These are things that do not come from something that is in the near future that you're going to arrive at, uh, you know, when, when you finally begin to start living your life, you know, that is something that you can bring into this moment right now and you can have it with you right now. And, it, and so it's not a matter of kick-starting your life by saying, I'm going to go and do this and this is going to th- be the thing that makes my life complete. It's about finding that completeness in this moment, finding that completeness, despite the fact that we will still go through the standard emotions of life, we will still go through the standard situations of life, the challenges of life. These things will all come our way, but we are not grasping onto life in some kind of desperate manner, trying to get all that we can get out of it. Uh, We are flowing with life and allowing it to happen, and watching as it does happen, and experiencing it as it happens. And to that, I would also add that there is a real joy in sitting back and watching what life is helping you to become, or is calling you to become, rather than being always in this state of forcing your own will on life, as if you're the one who's in charge. So anyway, going back to what Seneca said, You know, he gives us this quote, obviously, it is bothersome always to be beginning life. And the other quote he gives is, uh, they live ill who are always beginning to live. He says, you're asking why? The saying certainly stands in need of commentary. It is because the life of such persons is always incomplete. So remember what I'm saying here, right? Uh, If you're constantly feeling as though you just need that next thing and then your life will be complete, it's never going to be complete. You're always going to be in that state of chasing after that next thing. But philosophy, if it should do anything for us, it should help us to find safe harbor or safe refuge from the storms of life so that we're not always stuck in this rat race of trying to begin to live constantly. This is the year I'm going to do this. This is the year I'm going to do that. How about we find this safe harbor and stop setting all of these expectations to finally begin to live and instead we could just live. We could just be here doing it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like what Alan Watts said. He said, you know, if you're always waiting for that next thing, that when it does come, you're not even going to be there to see it. All right. So, uh, there is certainly joy and peace and calm to be found in this kind of knowledge that Seneca is pointing towards. And he goes on to say, but a man cannot stand prepared for the approach of death if he has just begun to live. We must make it our aim already to have lived long enough. 
So what does he mean by we must make it our aim to already have lived long enough? You know, Seneca definitely believes that if philosophy should teach us anything, it should teach us how to come to terms with the fact that we are going to die. It should allow us to die an honorable death by not kicking and screaming on our way out, but uh, by recognizing that it is a natural progression in our lives, right? And it is something that is happening not at one point in our life, but it's always happening. We're always heading towards that final destination. And so for Seneca, if something can teach us how to have calm in spite of the fact that we die, that is certainly a good thing. So he's talking about here, you know, not always beginning to live, but uh, but finding that calm and, and, and not necessarily uh, being the grasping kind of person who uh, is so attached to always beginning to live. Uh, and he also talks about in his letter, Uh, on the shortness of life, for example, Uh, he talks about this idea that life is not short, but we make it short uh, because we don't live now in this moment, but we're always somewhere else. We're always hoping to live some point in the future, always hoping that something is coming our way that's going to be the thing that makes our life complete and that makes our lives exciting and and worthwhile. Uh, But, you know, he also says life is like a play. Uh, it's not the length that matters, but it's the excellence of the acting. It's it's how you live right now in this moment uh, that is going to be the true test of how you lived your life and how long it was, not necessarily the length. It's kind of a cruel trick that nature plays on us, uh, that we play on ourselves, that we judge, you know, the quality of life, uh, you know, by by how old you can live. And that is a limited metric at best. So anyway, Seneca goes on to say, No one deems that he has done so if he is just at the point of planning his life, meaning no one has uh, deemed that they have lived long enough if they are always planning to live their life. Uh, You need not think that there are few of this kind. Practically everyone is of such a stamp. Some men, indeed, only begin to live when it is time for them to be leaving off. And if it seems surprising to you, I shall add that which will surprise you still more. Some men have left off living before they have begun. So I want you to have a think about all the episodes that we've done so far delving into Seneca's writings. Have a think about the themes that are flowing through his writings, about the directions that he's trying to call us towards, about the lessons he's trying to teach us, about the destinations that he would like us to arrive at. Uh, you know, and, and you can start to see, uh, if I can use a term that I heard Stephen Jenkinson use recently, uh, you can start to see the mycelial connections, right, that exist throughout all of his writings. Uh, and I'm sure that we're going to continue to see these connections uh, all throughout his writings. But you can start to put together the pieces and see that, okay, right now he's trying to get us to see, you know, stop believing in this lie that, you know, we need to keep on constantly restarting to live. You know, now I'm living. No, now I'm living. No, now I'm actually living because I'm doing this. No, now I'm actually living because I'm doing that. No, you're always living until you're not. <laughs> and and there is only living well or living poorly, right? And what we would like is to live well while we are alive. And to teach us how to live well, that is the task of philosophy, That's what we're doing. We are learning what it means to truly be here living. We're learning what it truly means uh, to experience a calm flow in life, to experience that eudaimonia, right? That's what philosophy should teach us. And it should teach us to not ride the waves of life up and down, up and down, but to calm that ocean, 
right? And to flow calmly through your life with a sense of belonging and with a sense of understanding who you are and understanding the goods of your soul. Especially if we're reading something like Seneca's philosophy, that's certainly to Seneca what philosophy is all about. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I want you to think about uh, this destination that Seneca is trying to get us to move towards, this aim, right? Think about this a lot, this aim of already having lived enough. It's certainly an interesting one that you could meditate on for quite a long time and maybe not even get to the bottom of it. I'm not sure if I even got to the bottom of these passages in this episode, but hopefully I've given you enough to think about that you can then go away and do your own work, your own homework, and uh, and and think about these passages and what they would mean for you and your life, how they relate to you and how you've been living. So anyway, hope you've enjoyed this and I'll talk to you next time. <music>